Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 542, recorded live on January 6th, 2018. And here are your hosts, the man who's getting back into Hearthstone again, Dave Pillay. Hi! And the man who's a dungeon run master, Andy Lowe. Hi. I've been playing a lot of the single player game of, well, yeah, of the dungeon the single player run. game is fun. Awesome! It's great! You, you don't, don't need have to, to worry, worry about, about buying of, any packs or any cards or anything. You don't need to worry about the other players' skill levels compared to yours because you're just playing against a computer who's almost always going to win anyway. It's you know it's it's it still has that you know chance and variety because you don't know what cards and treasures you're going to get. So Hearthstone added a a new single player mode. They've had single player modes, but you've had to pay for them. Yes. In-game currency, but yes. you had to pay for them. Um, this mode is completely free. Anyone can do it. And it's, it's, it's a dungeon run. It is literally just a bunch of boss fights in a dungeon run. So you pick one of the nine Hearthstone classes, and that's what you're going to build. They all have a starter deck. And then you just fight increasingly difficult bosses until either you win all eight or you lose. And mm-hmm. once you lose... You start over because it's a roguelite. Yeah, so you don't know what bosses you're going to be facing. There's a large variety of them. There's a couple of them. So I have beaten <clears throat> the dungeon with all nine heroes. Yep, but, which is a very impressive feat. Um, I still have not seen a couple of the rooms and one of the final bosses. You've not seen the uh, trap room, right? I have not seen the trap room. I have not seen... I've gotten the, the trap room twice, just to let you know. Uh, I haven't seen the treasure room. I haven't gotten there. Um, and I have I have played against Tad a couple times. Tad, I don't think I've seen Tad yet. Oh, Tad is Tad is a lot of fun. Tad is a Murloc, and if you don't kill him for ten turns, uh, the he every turn he puts out a a new creature, just flat out doesn't cost him anything, no mana, just puts out a new creature, and after ten turns he puts out a treasure chest. And if you, uh, the creature he puts out on turn five will kill him unless you kill it fast enough. So you have to not die. You have to kill whatever creature he puts out on turn five really quickly. You have to leave him alive. And then on turn 10, he puts out a treasure chest. And if you get that and kill it, you win the game. And you get an item from the chest. His, his fishing rod, which is Tad's pole. (laughs) (coughs) That's funny. Have you fought the the worm that eats everything? Yes. Do you know that if you feed it something a poisonous, that's poisoned? Yeah, a poisonous guy, will. it automatically dies. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, no, I stumbled upon that one accidentally because <laughs> I I uh, <clears throat> I dropped a uh, the the poison the poisonous taunt. I forgot mm-hmm. what the character the the snake or something like that, and it just you know. It wasn't the top one, but I was like, you know, I was going to kill the top guy. I'm like, no, wait a second. He's going to automatically kill it. And so it it was just out there and I forgot that he was the highest, you know, minion and it ate it and died. I'm like, oh, win. (laughs) Yeah, I'm having fun with it. Uh, I also play the the tavern brawl every so often. If it's a brawl that you don't need to construct a deck for. Yeah. I'll play the brawl. The current one. Yep. Oh, man, I, I was really having a lot of fun with the current one. Oh my god, the current one is oh, it's just random spell. It's just like what It is. It is. You go in there, you will here? randomly win or lose. It has very little to do with skill. 
but yeah, no, it was a lot of, it's, I'm having a good time. I've won one of the dungeon runs. Oh, actually, you know what? I've actually gotten to all five now of the final bosses. Sorry, my oh, bad. Cool. So I've, I've seen actually all five of it because I've played uh, the ancient one time. I have only I, gotten uh, to the last boss twice. Oh, believe and me, I, there was the, the priest deck. I literally, you know, seven wins, seven wins, seven wins, <clears throat> seven wins. Yeah, I only got to the final boss twice. Once I totally, absolutely was obliterated, and the other one I, I won by, like, the skin of my teeth. There was, uh, there was one that I kept on playing, like, the Wish card. <laughs> it was, there was a couple of games where I'd literally, like, you know, I'd played the Wish card because I was going to die the next turn. Yeah. And that somehow, you know, got me to win. Turns around the game a little. Yeah. I think my favorite boss is AFK. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I get AFK, I'm like, shoot, do I not have an aggro deck? If I don't have an aggro deck, I'm toast. Yeah, you have to deal 40 damage really fast. In five turns. Well, six if you're lucky. Yeah. Depends on what she plays. I did beat her on turn eight. How did you survive? I had like two table clears. Okay. (laughs) So she, she puts down everything and then I'm like, they're all dead. You know what she does on her turn two? Have you ever seen her on on her second actual turn? No, I've never actually seen her on her actual second turn. She draws to full and casts boots uh, boots of haste <laughs> again, again, <laughs> again. She basically repeats her first turn with different minions. It was one turn I almost killed her, and then she dropped both Ragnaros, the Fire Lord, and Ragnaros, the Light Lord. Ooh. So I'm like, okay, so you're doing eight damage and healing for eight damage. Yeah, it's a sixteen point swing at the end of the turn. That did not that did not go well. The the I I do have some concerns, issues, like so the the item that you get when you start. Yeah. You get some sort of item that has a passive ability, it's always on, and it's it's pretty game breaking normally. Like you need it to, to do the dungeon, but like uh, all your death rattles trigger twice, or all your uh, plus three spell damage, or your opponent's minions cost one more. It feels like sometimes when you're offered the choice of those three, and I don't know how their their random generators working, right? Mm-hmm. But it feels like when you are then presented with the card pack, like the choice of what three cards to take. Those choices, if they are generated with or before the items, it feels like there's a correct item that you should have taken. Yeah, sometimes I see that. If I'm playing on the Paladin, and it's like you can do Death Rattle triggers twice, or Spell Damage plus three, or um, uh, better, the the Juiced Car Ring, the better ability. And then you're like, I'll do the Spell Damage. And then you get your three decks, and they're all about minions. And you're like, well, shit. Yeah, sometimes you're, you're, um, it's like I, I picked the, the Scepter of Summoning, where your minions that cost five, or cost more than five, Yeah, are and then you aren't offered anything more than five. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then I'm getting, like, a bunch of just low-level minions, and I'm like, well, <laughs> this, right. this doesn't help me. Like, I, I, it's just not worth it, then. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just trying to figure out if I want to keep playing or not. Because I, I got, you know, I, I beat it with all nine of the bosses. It's just like, you know, 
Do I try just running it again for just kicks and giggles? Because like I said, there are still rooms in there and still bosses that I haven't seen. Should I just like, you know, print out all the bosses and make sure that, you know, I've checked them all off? Um, I don't know. I mean, you don't really get anything for doing it now. No. Other than it's just a fun diversion. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's up to you, man. To each their own. Mm-hmm. I got a long way to go. Cause well, I think it'd be fun if I just like I literally suck. watch you, give you, You're, give you tips. I, I welcome it. If I spectate your gun, your dungeon run. I would welcome that. Probably shouldn't do it right now. No, no, no. We have a podcast that we actually, you know, should get to, to record. Yeah. I, by the way, I played laser tag this weekend. <laughs> really? Yeah. In a non-zap uh, zone laser weekend. tag. I actually played laser tag, not this weekend, but this week uh, with, with workers, coworkers. Our, our division, our application <clears throat> uh, wanted to start doing social activities, and so we did laser tag. And holy crap, the, the place out here really classed it up. Like, I love Zap Zone back in Michigan. Zap yeah. Zone was amazing. It was great. But no matter how often I cleaned it, because I worked there and I cleaned it. I cleaned it a lot. But no matter how often I cleaned it, it felt sticky. Yeah, like, I don't know. Nothing doubt it. was actually sticky. It just it felt grungy and, and dirty. And like there was just this air. Like, I don't know why or how, but it just did. This place did not have that feel. Uh, it used to, but they, they totally redid their lobby. It's just one big open room now. It's not filled with arcade games, which I was a little sad about, but it has a different feel to it, and I really like it. I am, however, incredibly sore. Oh, I don't doubt it. I took first place. Well, that's good. That was, yeah, it was just like uh, we played laser tag after Cat's uh, wedding. It was just like, oh, you know. Yeah. I'm expecting to, you know, score well. I still have to check out the one. Uh, well, there's, there's now a laser tag here in Kalamazoo. Yeah. Part of a bowling slash laser tag place. But then I think there's also now a zap zone in Battle Creek. Uh, we wanted to keep it as a bowling alley, but enhance and modernize it for the kids, says Mike Has, co-founder of Zap Zone. Do we know Mike? Mike what? Haziz. Mike Haziz. Uh, I know Kelly. I know Gaz. Yeah, you know, I know Gaz. I know Golly. I know Kelly. I might know Mike. It's been a long time. <laughs> Yeah, check it out, man. Go play. It's fun. It hurts. Oh, God, does it hurt? That's just like, you know, when I go curling after not curling for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. I just come home and I'm like, where's the aspirin? Yeah. For me right now, it's like the inside of my legs. It's just, ow. All right. Topics? All right. Where do you want to start? Oh, dear. Uh, I should probably open up the webpage. Where do I want to start? What happened 10 years ago? Well, this was actually kind of neat. Uh, one of the web pages that if, if you follow our links that, you know, I, I keep tabs on is gamesindustry.biz mm-hmm. and they're now going to be running a monthly feature highlighting gaming from 10 years ago. Okay. So it's, you know, they're talking about how, you know, take two acquired illusion softworks and you know, what, what happened with that? They're actually looking at these, their articles from 10 years ago. And then literally figuring out, you know, what's happened since then. Like, you know, Valve, you know, acquired Turtle Rock 10 years ago, mainly because Left for Dead. Yeah. You know, like, what's, what's happened with Valve in the last 10 years? Um, the entirety of Steam? Yeah. What happened to Valve in the last 10 years? They're printing money? But, you know, they're not really making games anymore. They are not. Uh, they aren't a games company anymore. No. 
that's that's a thing. Like Valve is not a games company. Yeah, they said, yeah, we wanted to buy Left 4 Dead to help Valve's expansion into the console market. The last yep. appearance for a Valve game on consoles was Counter-Strike Global Offensive five years ago. Yep. They don't they don't need it anymore. Like yeah. that's not <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that's a big thing. Like they just don't need it. And they talked about, you know, ten uh, years ago was HD, HD versus HD DVD Blu-ray. versus Blu-ray. I'm still sad on that one. Yeah. The trend did continue, though. Whichever one the porn industry backed is the one that worked. Oh, geez. It's true. Wow. EA was actually part of the Marvel games industry months before Iron Man got launched for the MCU. And then they backed out. Yeah. So it was like, wait a second, you know, if EA had just stuck on. They'd be doing very well. And we would have gotten really crappy video game knockoffs of good movies. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, right? no, I just I just thought this was a neat little, you know, feature. I actually did play the Iron Man mo- uh, game that's kind of based on the movie. It's actually really good. Well, not really good, but it was good. I'm still playing my Marvel Bejeweled. Okay, so we're starting off the new year with a review of 10 years ago. Yes. Okay. Look into the future. Not quite, like the opposite? Yeah. You know what is in the future, though? What? CES. Ooh, time for some televisions. Around the corner. Is that what it's the the big thing for CES is going to be TVs? I have no clue. I know one thing that's going to be at CVS that's... I... I would this is not something I asked for. This is this is not what I was thinking of when I'm like I want smart glasses to actually be a thing. Um Alexa enabled augmented reality glasses. So Google Glass just with Alexa. And actual like glasses not a a like little HUD that lives in the corner of your eye. Well, you could have actually, if I remember correctly, you could have gotten prescription lenses for the Google Glass. Right. Unless you're, I'm, I'm, unless I'm getting confused by what you actually want. I don't know what I want, but I don't think I want this. Imagine an entire crowd of people with these and then just shout out like, Alexa, do X. I still think it's just going to be, okay, so it's going to be TVs. It's going to be Alexa stuff. 3D printers. I'm seeing what the, what uh, people are suggesting. Okay, so people are saying VR will fade into the background. Alternate reality will show up. Electric cars, TVs, wearables, really? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what the glasses are. Didn't somebody tell everybody the wearables are dead? Andy, that's not a, a decision a single person can make. Yeah, well, granted, also, there will be uh, 63,000 square feet of CES is going to be dedicated to health and fitness techs. Yeah. Fitbit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I just, I just don't know. You know, it's not really going to be anything groundbreaking at CES. It's just going to be, hey, look at this. It's thinner. It's lighter. It's smaller. It's got Internet of Things. It's just going to be a, a wait. Okay, so now I'm actually looking at these Alexa glasses. I don't know if I like them. <clears throat> right. I mean, it, just in general. On general aesthetic principle, I don't know if I like them. And then there's the added part of like, why? Like, I'm not sure what I do, you know, with my Amazon Echo that I need <laughs> like that it, you, you know, with me all the, the time. The two words that it doesn't recognize. Yes. That's great, because you get to call it that. I have to call mine Alexa. <laughs> you because have I the can't other... use that word. 
Ah. Did you see that um, Alexa has opened up with IFTTT that you can set your own custom phrases? No. No, I did not. So that's a thing. Uh, okay. Well, I don't know what else to expect to see ES. We'll find out in, uh, what, like a week? Yep. I think it's next week. I think it's this week, isn't it? Yeah, it's the 8th, I think. Yeah, so in two days. Yeah. Um, okay, what else? Well, uh, just in case you're wondering, Ajit Pai is not going to be at CES this year. I did see that he, he got, like, death threats. He got death threats. I can appreciate not wanting to go to CES because yes, of no. threats upon your life. Also, don't make death threats against him. That's yes. also a federal crime. He's an asshole. Yes, he sold out. Yes, he... Uh, is absolutely in the pocketbook of, of corporate telecoms. But no, you shouldn't threaten to kill him. That's a federal offense, and it's morally wrong. Yeah, just no, don't do that, guys. Don't go after the guy. Don't go after his family. That's that's just, no. That's not how you handle things. No. What you are going to do, though, is uh, we should go after him through the court system. Well, like not even like we should go after the the FCC and the bill yes. through the courts. Yes. Which uh people are doing like that's happening sort of. It's happening as much as it can happen because it hasn't been entered into the registry yet. Nope. And you can't sue them about it until it's in the registry, which is kind of silly. <clears throat> Like, I don't know why you can't. The full well, text has been published. That's the, the law states that it doesn't go into effect until it's officially posted in the federal registry. It's this, you know, the old, old, old rules way back yeah, when, but, before, but you know, we had the Internet. I, I want to sue them before they put it in the registry. I want to stop this before it is actually a law. You want to go like minority report on this thing? Sort of. You can't you can't sue people for something that hasn't happened yet. I can sue the FCC to stop. I should be able to sue the FCC to stop them from implementing something that they are about to make a law. Well, it's the same thing that happened with the net neutrality case is the fact that, OK, get back when we allowed, you know, net neutrality, it got printed in the federal register. <clears throat> and then, you know, AT&T, Comcast, Verizon, everybody sued the government saying, hey, we shouldn't do this. And they, they yeah. basically asked the judge to put a stay on implementing the law until, you know, the court cases get this all worked out. Yeah. So I have a feeling that's, you know, they're going to allow that again where the, you know, people are going to sue the FCC. Um, granted, and this internet people, association is not actually going to sue the FCC. If you read this, they're just right. going to be an intervening party. They're, they're, well, because there's already a suit, which is to say there's another group that will be suing the FCC. Yeah, it's the uh, Freedom... Like Freedom Alliance or something like that. Yeah. And then this group of internet companies will be filing as uh, an intervening party in this case. Which means that they will they will essentially be part of the proceedings. So the, the internet company says that they're not actually going to sue the FCC. They're just going to, you know, join the lawsuits with somebody else who yeah. sues the FCC. Some big names in there, though. Okay, okay, okay. So I, I was trying to figure out why. Yeah. Major tech giants, which is Facebook and Google and the other people in this internet alliance, yeah. aren't expected to sue on their own. Technically, they can't. They didn't file comments under their names when the FCC began debate on its repeal, meaning they aren't eligible to petition a federal judge. <laughs> All right. So they they can't sue. They have to wait for someone else, but they can join the suit. Yes. And they can they can influence and say, no, this is really stupid. And here's why. 
Please get us a good judge. It's going to be a lottery. Granted, um, (laughs) there might be some preference for the D.C. Court of Appeals because they were the ones that dealt with the net neutrality last time. Mm -hmm. So whoever sues the FCC can kind of state that, you know, yes, the, the Court of Appeals, it's a random lottery of which federal judge you get. But then you can say, you know, this court has already dealt with this issue, you know. Give us they, the same you know, person. Yeah, you know, we yeah. can, you know, can we move it to this court because, you know... They're they already are, familiar with it. Yes, they are familiar with what is going on rather than trying, to, you know, to go somewhere else. Granted, yeah. you know, Comcast and Verizon and everybody else are going to try and counter that, but that's the legal system for you. Crap. Yep. So don't worry, this guy is not falling yet. Good, because we wouldn't the, tell the president. Yeah, the, the the internet is not falling yet. Wasn't that the the random topic a week ago, two weeks ago? Oh, you're right. It was. The sky is falling. The sky is falling, yeah. That's why I made the joke. Right over my head. Yeah, clearly. Oh, Andy, Andy, Andy. Um, What else? What else? Awesome Games Done Quick is around the corner. Just putting that out there. Uh, It starts tomorrow, which means it starts yesterday for those of you listening to this on release. You know what also is going to be showing up? What? Pokemon Go in China. It wasn't already? No, it wasn't. It hasn't been. Oh. So, you know, um, Pokemon Go had been banned from a Chinese release due to concerns around national security and public safety. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. The state administration of press, down. publication, radio, film, and television stated that uh, it had acted on banning it due to a threat to geographical information security and a threat to transport and personal safety of consumers. Yep, I, I could understand that. After seeing what happened at the release in the U.S. and in Europe, I can understand that concern. Yeah. So now what? So uh, Niantic teamed up with NetEase, which is a Chinese company based for uh, mobile gaming. And they have reported that after securing the partnership with the Chinese publisher, they are going to be able to bring Pokemon Go to China uh, this year. Okay. So So when that happens, uh, probably stay off for a couple days while the servers readjust. Oh, they're probably going to have their own Chinese servers. I have a feeling that, you know. They, I mean, they, they have to have them all on the same global server. Yes. Would they, they, they actually? Have, oh, it would really suck if, like, you're playing the game and you travel and you leave China and all of a sudden you don't have anything. True. True, true, true. So there has to be a global connection of some kind. Right. So, you know, whatever Niantic Pokemon Go numbers are out there, they're probably going to get a boost at some point this year. Yeah, a boost of how many hundreds of million people. Yep. Is Pokemon big in China, or is it just Japanese? It's, it's pretty big there, too. You're searching, aren't you? Yeah. You don't believe me. I'm hurt. Well, granted, I'm you know looking for Pokemon Go, but... Oh, according to CNET, Pokemon Go is launching in China, but the Chinese don't care. Really? Oh, we'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Some uh, some Chinese have stated that, you know, the game is already outdated. <laughs> the company is dying, and they're only launching in China now so they can make money from the Chinese. Um, who's saying that the company is dying? Oh, they, they uh, uh, some of the Chinese people on Weibo, which is you know, I, the Chinese I'd version like to, of Twitter. I'd like to point out 
that the company just signed with Warner Brothers for Harry Potter. <laughs> yes. I don't, I don't think the company's going anywhere. No. I don't think that's a thing. I think the company is going to be just fine. I think these are people who are heavily biased. Well, probably. There's also right now a Chinese uh, Pokemon Go clone that is currently topping uh-huh. the app charts in China. Yeah. So, you know. That's funny. There's a Chinese knockoff of Pokemon Go. That's the number one app on China. Yeah. And they're saying that the actual app, when it's released, is outdated and no one wants it. <laughs> I, there, there's a conflict here. Do you see it? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I, I do see it. Uh, speaking of the App Store, yes, over the holiday season, yes, the App Store made eight hundred and ninety million dollars in revenue in a week. Which, which App Store? Apple. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Almost a billion dollars in a week. In a week. I'm okay with companies making that much money. I am. But then they need to give that money back to, like, the shareholders or the employees or both and not just to their executives. Well, that's also the, it's, that's the revenue in the App Store. So Apple is only getting a small fraction of that. Granted, you know, a fraction of a billion dollars. It, it's probably more than a small fraction. It's probably like a fifth to a third somebody's got to have apple store apple cup Uh, apple takes a 30 percent cut of all app purchases yeah so about a third oh geez as i said totally okay with them making that much money but not when most of it goes to the executives yep i would like that money to you know go back to everyone else and be shared to to the shareholders that would be nice or to the employees the employees would also be nice god that was ridiculous when you start hearing all these you know as soon as the tax bill was signed companies are like oh yeah we're giving money back to our workers we're doing this we're doing that and then you start hearing the news of you know that actually wasn't a uh, part of the tax bill that was already agreed upon with you and the union yeah and or then you the kind of oh bury, yeah you we're giving the it to our workers were, go ahead I think was it AT and T that cut like thirty five thousand jobs. Also, yeah, not that many, but yeah, they cut like thousands of jobs. They're like, yeah, we're giving uh, all of our employees a thousand dollar bonus, and then cutting all our jobs. Or you know the net neutrality thing, where it's like, uh, oh yeah, we're gonna invest one billion dollars in uh, in infrastructure. You were going to do that anyway. Yeah, that's what you've done every year. Like, no, no, we, we, uh, we're doing it because of net neutrality. No, you aren't investing anything extra this year that is literally the exact same that you've done over the last five years. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but Andy, Everybody's if we always get a corporate to a tax cut, things. if we get, it's really funny because I'm playing with a fidget spinner, uh, but <laughs> if we give a corporate tax cut, then companies will invest the money that they're saving. And they'll build more and provide more jobs and pay more. That's actually, that's what kind of, I I work for a company that's family owned. So there are no shareholders or anything that we have to worry about. So, you know, I'm actually, I I hate to say it, I'm kind of excited because then, you know, whatever money our company saves is going to be invested back in the company because there's nowhere else to um yes i know i i could be cynical about this but i'm looking on hopefully on the bright side right like 
yes, but potentially. So just because it's not public doesn't mean there aren't shareholders. Let's put that out there first. Just because it's public doesn't mean there aren't shareholders. Private companies have shareholders. They are the owners of the company. Yes. Now, they have a different legal responsibility to those shareholders because those shareholders are are typically a small group of people. But absolutely, uh, your company could take whatever savings it gets and just pocket that and be like, yeah, the owners get a bigger paycheck. Like, well, just hate thanks to break for making it everybody you. just, you know, feel horrible. Yeah, hate to break it to you. Yes, I that, know, they, they could have, you know. They, they have no reason other than moral decency to, like, increase their their employees' wages. I was just, I, would, I, don't, I wouldn't even want the wages increase. I would just be able to, you know, reinvest the money back into infrastructure in the company. So that you can buy all the nice toys? Yes, or upgrade things that seriously need to be upgraded. Yeah, I've got I've got a couple of generators that are still using stock parts from nineteen. Uh, let's see, one of them is nineteen forty eight because it's a World War Two surplus generator. Wow, <laughs> does it so, still you know, work? It still works. It's not great, but it still works. It it it, it was having it it was fighting with my battery backups because I'm guessing it's not giving me the right frequency or the right voltage. So the battery backups are not a fan of the uh, power it's getting from the generator, and so they'll slowly siphon off all of their power, and then the, the boxes will shut down. And like, well, that's that's exactly the opposite of the point of having a battery backup. That, that defeats the reason that you have a battery backup. Yeah. If I'm, you know, running off a generator for a couple of hours and then everything starts to shut down, no, that's... that's that wasn't the that wasn't the point. Point was the battery backups will be there until the generator kicks on, and then the generator, you know. So doing things like that, that would be, you know actually like reinvesting it would be nice. Okay, that would be good, and and they have a reason to do that. Yes, and just so you know, I am speaking for my own personal and not part of the company yeah, and all that jazz. Yeah, video games. Video games. Speaking of the app store, video like games. Video games. Video video video. Steam has released the best of 2017. In, like, categories? Uh, yes, actually. The Steam Awards. No, not the no, Steam Awards. Just the, the best games of 2017. The top sellers, the top new releases, the top selling VR games, the top early access graduates, and the most simultaneous players. Now, they are not giving specific numbers. They just have grouped them together into, you know, groups of platinum, gold, and silver. There, There's one of the other websites gives me, the, like, the number range for these. Okay. But I'm looking at some of these games. I'm like, oh, look at, yeah. No, I, top uh, sellers. What's What do we have in the top sellers? Um, Ark, Survival Evolved, Player Unknowns PUBG. Battlegrounds. Yeah, PUBG, <laughs> PUBG Dota 2. How many how many of these did PUBG win? Let's see. They're in the top sellers. They're not in the top new releases. Oh, this is by month though. Oh, okay. By month? The top new oh, releases. Oh, top new releases by month. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of new releases. Yep. Uh yep, in December they are Yep, top. there it is. Uh they're probably not in best of virtual reality. Uh no, they're not. I don't, I don't think there is a VR component to it. No. Fallout 4 VR, that actually seems interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a fair amount of VR games. Early access grads, they're in the top there. Yeah. And most and simultaneous play, players. They take the cake. Yes. So why is is Steam Valve doing this? Like, what is the thing that they're trying to do for this? Just say, like, know. hey, here's things that we noticed? I guess so. How is this... 
why aren't they just putting out the the Steam Awards? I'm not sure. Which, I think they've when also are they put, releasing the Steam Awards? They, I think they've already put out the Steam Awards. They they did the voting for them. I don't know if they've released them yet. Oh, here's the winners. Okay. Uh, Choices Matter was The Witcher. Mom Spaghetti was PUBG. Labor of Love is Warframe. Suspension of Disbelief is Rocket League. <laughs> World is Grim, Stardew Valley. No Apologies, The Witcher, Defies Description, Gary's Mod, Cry Havoc, and Let Slip, The Dogs of War, which was Just Cause 3. Haunts My Dreams, unfortunately, was Counter-Strike Global Offensive. (laughs) That's the one that Factorio was in. Ah. Because that would have been amazing. Uh, Soul of Vitruvius. Vitruvian Man, the ideal form. Okay, Uh, that was Rise of the Tomb Raider. Evil Within 2 was the Woe Dude 2.0. Best soundtrack. Oh, had I but known, I would have voted on that. Doesn't matter. It's still lost. Uh, Cuphead took it. Oh, Cuphead's got a good soundtrack. Yep. Even better than I expected. Also Cuphead. Yes, I would agree with that one. Have you played it yet? No, it's it's freaking impossible to play. I it's oh, it's a hard game. I've I've seen it. It looks fun. It looks very hard. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, winners on, on Steam, at least this year, are PUBG and Cuphead. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know how Humble Bundle does their monthly things, right? Yes. The monthly bundle, if you subscribe now for $12, you get Civ 6 and both of the uh, scenario packs. Oh, cool. But it's $12 a month. Yes. Cancel at any time, though, so you could just, you know, pay your $12, get Civ 6 and the two expansion packs, and then just, you know, after this month... Not pay. Yeah. Well, cancel, and then yeah. not pay. Don't just not pay. That that does bad things to your credit card. Yes. Cancel. So, yeah, you could get Civ 6 right before Civ 6 Rise and Fall comes out. Mm-hmm. And then buy Rise and Fall, because it's not included. Nope. But it, you get 10% off the, the Humble store, so you could, you know, get 10% yep. off Rise and Fall. Yep. And play the Cree Nation. Uh, who are the Cree? The Cree were in, um, was that in uh, the Northeast, North America? I don't know. I don't know who these people are. They were the Native American tribe. Okay. Uh, the Cree. Yeah. Not the Marvel Cree no. with a K, but the Cree with a C. One yeah. of the largest groups of First Nations in North America, 200,000 members living in Canada, uh, north and west of Lake Superior. Yeah, they they took over most of you know the the Canada U.S. area when they were in their largest. Because they were they were Cree all the way over in like Montana and um, North Dakota. Okay, cool. So they so, are now you know, in once again we're getting a yeah we're getting a Native American tribe in civilization, which is great. Except the current head of the Cree Nation is not pleased. So these, this is a group that still exists. Yes. Sort of. Kind of. Uh, 392,000. Like oh, they have a language. To, hmm? They have their own language. Yeah. Cool. 38,000 live in Quebec. Okay. Uh, so they're not happy about being included in civilization. No, according to their leader, it perpetuates this myth that First Nations had similar values that the colonial culture has, and that is one of conquering other people and accessing their land. That is totally ah. not in concert with our traditional ways and worldview. It's a little dangerous for a company to perpetuate that ideology that is at odds with what we know. Oh, uh, okay. 
I don't know enough about the the Cree and the the First Nations to understand and and comment on that. And so we are treading on very dangerous territory. I I believe I'm pretty sure there were some very violent uh, tribes. So they they weren't violent for violence's sake. So I again I don't know about the Cree specifically, but there certainly were First Nation groups that were were aggressive. Well, maybe not First Nation because that's a specific group of the natives. First Nations are the predominant indigenous people of Canada and the Arctic. Okay, so First Nation maybe what he's saying is true then that like. This is not. We were not a uh, colonial group. No, it was. It was not. They the the Indian groups did not try to conquer. They did literally just tried to just meld themselves together. Okay, in First Nation. Yes, because there definitely were Indian groups that fought amongst each other. Yes. No, these guys were. You know, if they did have to go to a war, they actually promote. If I remember correctly, this is oh, like you said, treading in dangerous waters. Um. They always used to promote like just like a temporary war chief for when they had to go to war. And then, you know, once the war was done, that guy got disbanded, basically. Okay. So a war party. Yeah. So they, you know, they were not, the, yeah, if they had to go to war, they, you know, nominated yeah. a guy, he led the battle. And then once they were done, they just basically dis- you know, disbanded the guy and said, okay, yeah, go back to doing what you were doing. Yeah. So they were all about trade and, you know, agreements. Okay. Rather than forcing themselves upon the uh, the other nations, because like the Iroquois, they they were actually about like taking territory. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so they're like, yay, we're in the game. <laughs> Wait a minute. Not, Wait a minute. This game is about conquering and expanding. <coughs> Which you probably could actually with rise and fall. This isn't this one like you know where cities can change on their own without actually having to get conquered. I have no idea. I haven't been paying attention to it. I haven't really played a lot of Civ 6 in a long time. When's the last time I played Civ 6? Sid Meier's Civilization 6. Last played October 23rd, 2016. <laughs> <laughs> That's a while ago. I did not play Civ 6 through the entirety of 2017. I have put in 44 hours into Civilization 6. I have put in 1,014 hours into Factorio. <laughs> I think that's right when I I started playing Factorio, actually. It was October of 2016. Well, there, there may be a correlation here. Might be. Just, just might be. Just maybe, possibly. Oh my god, some of these early ones. Wow. Gesundheit. Thank you. Oh, there's got to be something in the air going on. Um, okay, what else are we talking about? What else we have? Tesla. Tesla's heavy. Well, not Tesla's heavy. SpaceX is heavy. SpaceX is heavy, yes. SpaceX heavy is, is getting ready soon, right? It should be... You know, let, me, let me look at my SpaceX app. <laughs> According to SpaceX now, uh, two weeks and two days before the Falcon Heavy is going to get launched. Because that's February. These are completed missions. Future missions. Uh, Falcon Heavy from the Florida launch site. And the customer is Arabsat. Uh, there's the... Oh, no. There's... Oh, wow. So, okay. So there's the Falcon Heavy demo. Yes. Which I expect is the one that is going to be soon. But they already have two people, three, four people signed up for it. 
They already have four missions ready to go. For the Falcon Heavy? Yeah. Yeah. The U.S. Air Force, Viasat, uh, Inmarsat, and the Arabsat. That's crazy. Well, you know, there's not really that many heavy launch options right now. Yep. But yeah, so they're going to do a static fire test um, <laughs> next week. By next week, I mean, you know. I don't know. When? By, by next week, I mean, you know, this week. Okay. By, you know, when the when we, show comes when out. We, this is published. By the time the show comes out. Yes. And then the end of the month, um, there's going to be a uh, um, there's going to be an actual launch test with you know his uh, his his Tesla Roadster. Yeah. Cherry red playing David Bowie. Falcon heavy pricing. How much does it cost? Modest discounts are available. <laughs> 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 for contractually committed multi-launch pur- purchases, you can get a bulk discount. SpaceX can al- also offer crew transportation services to commercial customers seeking to transport astronauts to alternate LEO destinations, including training the crew, mission design, development of programs, mission simulations, mission support. What? <laughs> Am I hearing that you want to... Uh... Please Dave, direct Christmas, any I got inquiries. you Falcon, Falcon Heavy. Please direct any inquiries to sales at SpaceX.com. Dang. Just in case you're wondering, there's actually going to be, as we're recording this, a launch uh, in one day in five hours. Oh, cool. For just the Falcon 9? Yeah. It's the Zuma launch, which uh, th- nobody knows what it's actually about. It's a completely top secret launch. What? Yeah. Okay. So, Andy, we talked, I think, last time or two times ago about Tesla and how you were wondering why their stock kept going up. Yes. Because, like, they're nowhere near what they promised. No. So here's the thing. I found this out. No one believed what they promised. Okay. Like, no one said, yeah, no, they can totally do that. The stock was not based on what they promised. The stock was actually based on what people actually expected. And here's the thing. Even though they are not living up to their promise, they are still going way beyond what people actually expected. So, you know, the, it's they're overselling and underdelivering, but, but they're, they're still heads and shoulders. Yeah, they're, they're still over-delivering from where people thought they were. Okay. They're still way beyond what people actually expected. And they're pretty much way beyond any other electric vehicles out there. Yeah... They produced a lot of cars, and they're claiming they can produce a thousand units a week. Oh, they've sold. Um, I'm just looking at the Chevy Bolt numbers. Chevy Bolt. Um, that's the since, all electric, right? Yeah, that's the all electric one. Uh, the Chevy Bolt EV um, compared to the Model Three, July, August, September, October, November. So six months U.S. sales, one thousand seven hundred and seventy-two sales for the Chevy Bolt. 15,705. In how long? Six months. Yep. Granted, that's since July. So, you know, 30 things were sold in July, 75 in August. For this, these are the Tesla 3. 117 in September, 145 in October, 345 in November, 1,060 in December. So, yeah, no, they are ramping up. Yep. So Tesla is is making a lot of cars mm-hmm. and selling a lot of cars. And yes. it's just increasing, which is crazy. And that, sir, is why their stock keeps going up. So, yeah, we'll see how they do in 2018. Probably better than you and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do we got on here? I don't know. What else do we have? Um, well, speaking of crazy numbers, Nintendo oh, yeah. Switch. 
was just waiting for that one. Yep. We, you know, we always talked about years ago when the Wii came out that it was just printing money because everybody wanted a Wii. Yeah. So, you know, it's the Wii was like the gold standard for consoles. Until now. Until now. <laughs> because... Uh, since the console's launch, the Wii up to, if you compare the time frame from when the, the Wii was launched until now, you know, the, how many ever months it's been, yep. the Wii sold 4 million units. Over the same time span, the Nintendo Switch has sold 4.8 million. So what percentage increase is that? I don't know, uh, 4.8 divided by 4. So it's a, Come on, math man. So, uh, I, don't know. I think it's 20%. Yeah, that's a yeah, yep. 20%. So a fifth more. Yeah. Six-fifths of of what the Wii sold. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. No. Uh, the Switch is a, a good console. The only issue I've heard is the memory. Yes. That, like, you can't download a lot of games because it doesn't have a lot of internal memory. And uh, it was actually just announced that the 32 gigabyte cards that were supposed to be coming out this year for the Nintendo Switch have gotten pushed back to 2019. Yep. So yeah, no, they, there there is going to be a storage limit, and we're going to the be 64 stuck. gig cards is what you're talking oh, 64 about. 64 gig cards. Yeah. Sorry. But that's for that's for the developers. That's for like your game cannot be larger than 32 gigabytes right now. Andy, how many games do you have that are bigger than 32 gig? I don't know. Probably none. Yeah. So I'm not too worried about that right now. But damn, they're selling. They're selling really fast. I still don't see them when I go to stores. If I go look at Amazon and look up the Switch. Uh, oh, hey, it's in stock, I think. <laughs> yeah, in stock. That's impressive. Hmm. You can get it either in gray or in the neon blue and red. I think I would go with the gray. Really? Yeah, that blue and red is a bit much. Oh, I, it almost I makes actually, you feel like it's like a Fisher Price toy. I enjoy the blue and red. I think it it adds an era of uh, it adds an air of joviality. Which, granted, if you're playing Super Mario Odyssey, right? Which, in case you're wondering, more than sixty percent of Switch owners have Super Mario Odyssey. Not surprising. No, not surprising at all. <laughs> We we talked about this last week though. Like a lot of people like Mario. I'm just not that big a Mario player. I do Did have you Breath ever, of the Wild. Yeah, fifty five percent of Switch owners have Breath of the Wild. Which Did you I know ever, from what I've saw when uh the cousins were playing it. Yeah. It looked really nice. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. The beginning is so hard though. Did you uh, see the video about Super Mario Odyssey where the fact that um, the uh, sound effects were actually programmed to play in the key of whatever the background music was playing? I did not. That's very clever. Yeah. You know, somebody, somebody, you know, it's one of those things where it's like you don't even notice it, but somebody took the time to actually make it where the sound effects were always in tune with, with the, the background music. Like, details like that are just like, oh, you that's yeah. why Nintendo is where Nintendo is. Mm -hmm. They are good at that. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised that the Switch is doing well. Not at all surprised. Just in case you're wondering, according to Amazon, you can trade in a Nintendo Switch and get up to $177.03 off a Nintendo Switch. 
Uh, that seems silly. <laughs> really? That seems very silly. Unless it's just, you know, you trade in your Nintendo Switch and you get $177 of Amazon credit. Yeah, but that's still kind of silly. You mean trading in a $300 item and getting maybe half 180 bucks? Yeah. yeah. And why would you get rid of your Switch? I don't know. The Switch is so good. I like it. That's good. Oh. Is there anything else you want to hit because we're uh, running out of time? Uh, it seems video games are kind of losing on Kickstarter. What was that? Video games are losing on Kickstarter. Only one in eight successful game projects were video games this year. Well, that's unfortunate. Tabletop games are going blowing up on kicks on Kickstarter, but not video games. I wonder if it's a cycle thing because, like, there were some really big, really high value video games recently. I don't know. Recently, like 2016, 2015. I don't know. All right, um, but board games are doing great. Yes. Makes sense. Movie tickets or sales are down this year, too. Well, that's not surprising. (laughs) What good movies came out this year besides Star Wars? Uh, Wonder Woman, Thor, It. Justice League. uh, Yeah, still not surprising. Yeah, this has been the lowest level since 1995. Maybe it's a wake-up call to Hollywood. That maybe they shouldn't, you know, make up for a summer lineup of Alien and The Mummy. Yeah. Yeah, down, really, down since 1995. That's crazy. Hmm. The highest grossing live action comedy of the year was Girls Trip. I don't know what that is. Uh, That was the, uh, was that Queen Latifah? Yep. Queen Latifah, Girls Trip. It was was, the female buddy comedy. Okay. You know. I don't know. Great. Yeah. Granted, we got 2018 to look forward to, Black Panther. Woo! I think that's the next one up on my list. We still mm-hmm. have to see Pitch Perfect 3, though, but, you know. Why? Because I like acapella. Okay. Black Panther, what else is coming out this year? Oh, geez. Um, how about? The Avengers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ready Player One, Adventures, Ooh. Black Panther, Deadpool 2, Han Solo, Solo Movie. Ooh. Incredibles 2, A Wrinkle in Time, Pacific Rim Uprising, Ant-Man and Wasp, Ocean's 8. Okay, there's some good stuff in there. Jurassic World 2, Aquaman, X-Men Dark Phoenix. There's a new Cloverfield movie coming out. Um, Wreck-It Ralph 2, Fantastic Beasts 2, Mission Impossible heard- 6. Andy, Andy yeah. have you heard anything about new, the new Cloverfield? Did you even know no, there was a not. new Cloverfield? I did not, know. They have not done any sort of advertising and it's coming out in a month. Oh, geez. <laughs> and like most people didn't know that it even existed. Uh, this is great. The story follows an American space station crew left abandoned after a problem with the Hadron Accelerator causes Earth to vanish. Oops. Oh, um, oh, it's the God particle. Okay. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> like, well, shit. Okay, the date has been changed now. To? April. Okay. They pushed it? Yes. Like, we should probably do some sort of uh, advertising. Maybe. Just just maybe, possibly. Just maybe, yeah. Doing a sequel to Mamma Mia? Don't know how I feel about that. God, I... Yeah, I am excited about some of these. But we have to get through this year first. Yep. Speaking of getting through things, uh, we should probably hit the uh, randoms. Sure. So it's my review. 
It is your review. I would like to review a board game that I just played this week. In fact, I just played it uh, two nights ago and then again last night called The Captain is Dead. The Captain is Dead. So take the the concept of uh, FTL. Okay. Right? Yeah. But only inside the ship. You are in you are in one of those like random encounters where space combat excuse me, space combat has begun. Okay. There is an alien ship slash armada outside that you cannot see, and you are the crew of this starship. And the captain is dead. So you as the crew have to survive. Your warp core is damaged, and so you need to repair it. But while you are trying to repair your warp core, you are also under attack. So there are aliens invading and teleporting onto your ship. There are systems that are getting damaged and exploding and causing more injuries. And you have a crew uh, who needs to fix everything. So kind of like a cross between Pandemic and FTL. It is awesome. It is heavily inspired by Star Trek. To the point of one of the uh, the cards that you can get for, like, bonuses, one of the, the battle plans that the captain left behind for you, one of them is called Make It So. One of them is called Grow the Beard. It's awesome. It's it's a great game. There's a lot of replayability. There's a lot of different combinations of characters. And it plays... This is the really amazing part. It plays up to seven people. Ooh, that's nice. Sorry, you brought up Pandemic. And so I was like, didn't Pandemic Legacy Season 2 come out? Yes. I I'm looking so. at the map and I have no idea what the hell's going on. I don't know. There's, I haven't played any Legacies yet. But this is, this is just such a great game. Uh, and it's very well designed and turns go quick. It is a hard game, however. It is not easy. Because as you're going through this, like every turn you're drawing some sort of bad thing. And that bad thing can range from like... Oh, there's an anomaly, and now movement takes double what it used to take. Or, oh no, your teleporter was damaged and is now offline. Or, oh no, uh, you lose the game. Oh, geez. There actually is There's one alert. It's a red alert, so it's way down at the bottom. There's three categories, yellow, orange, and red. Uh, and if you draw it, you lose. You just flat out lose. That's it. Oh, game my. over. Uh, It follows the pandemic rule of, like, if you need to place something and you can't place it, you lose. So if your ship is overrun with aliens, you lose. And it's just, yeah, it's it's very well designed. It's a lot of fun. I enjoyed playing it. It's $32 on Amazon right now. Plays seven people. How hard is it to get into it? Uh, The rules take about five minutes, ten minutes to explain. Because there were some games that, you know, I played with uh, Ben, um... Kate's sister's husband and some of those games like you know he wants to play it with me because i'm you know the the rules guy uh-huh so i can you know help to digest all the rules and actually yep. figure out what's supposed to be going on yeah why are there different editions of pandemic legacy i don't get this uh because a yellow edition and a black edition yes because the the two boxes are slightly different so if you actually wanted to try and you know play it again because it's a legacy uh-huh. box you can only play through it once okay the other box has slightly different outcomes and, you know, different setups. Cool. So you could actually play it twice. One for one for one for the black box, one for the red or yellow box. And I still have the blue box here. I gotta I gotta find six people. Hi. And just six local people. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I should have prefaced that local part because, you know, board game. So here's what we do. If we do the uh, the cabin this year, I don't want to presume, yes. but if we do the cabin this year, we just bring that, and instead of once per month, we just play it, like, twice per day. Oh, geez, that's no. Oh, God, that... <laughs> That's that that would literally take over the weekend and I don't want to do that. Okay. You know, that yes, you know, it would be fun cuz you know, <clears throat> you do what your whole day of Pathfinder every year? The Pathfinderathon? Yeah. Yep. All I right. Just, Random just, topic, sir. So you said it's on Amazon? Yeah. The Captain is Dead. It's $30, $32 on Amazon. Oh, nice. Not bad. Uh yeah. And it's <laughs> What do it's customers a- buy after viewing this item? code names <laughs> <laughs> that's funny wait which one's code names that's the one where you have all the the uh the name i can review it next week if you want me to is that the one where you put out a grid of like 25 yeah. cards yes okay laura and i played that in uh melbourne and we really liked it so yeah no i can review that next week if you want me to you could you have things to add so that'd be great yeah yes that's the game okay i was looking for that game that's cheap wow right so random topic Yes. Rolled ahead of time. Which offspring of your parents is their favorite? <sighs> that's, that's, this is harsh. <laughs> well, it's harsher for you because your siblings actually listen to this. Yes. Which offspring of your parents is their favorite? And, you know, since I can't ask my mom anymore. Huh. Uh, who's their favorite kid? I, I, I think think and i think my siblings might agree on this one but i think my mom's favorite was carrie okay i see for for me it i think it changes over time like at what point in history are we looking at this because i i'm their their favorite now is not who their favorite was several years ago it's not I don't know. My parents have always been really good about picking a favorite and not doing so and not expressing favoritism. I, I don't know. Uh, so, you know, I can say that one without a doubt that I think mom's favorite was Carrie. But beyond that, hard to say. Yeah, I don't know. Hard to say. Who's my, what would be my dad's favorite? I don't know. I think dad's just proud of, you know, having all of us grown up into fully functioning normal adults. That's a very big accomplishment. Yes, you know. That is definitely an accomplishment. Yeah. Kate just sent me a, me- a message of sli- our sleeping kid saying that uh, he is our favorite offspring. Aww. It's not fair when you only have one. I know. <laughs> Who's our favorite baby? This one. The, the one baby that we have? <laughs> like, yeah. that, of course that's your favorite. Yeah. All the other babies can suck it. <laughs> Okay. Which is good because they're probably you know still uh, they're babies being fed formula and breast milk so they uh, they need to do that to survive. Yep. 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 All right. Uh, I think that's it. So you didn't answer the question. <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> you didn't answer the question. It's been fun. I'll talk to you next week. Right? You, you didn't answer the question. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>